You're listening to the Filmmaker Happy Hour on XRFM, KXRY Portland, an interview show that talks with filmmakers and film festival directors about the state of cinema in Oregon. On this episode of the Filmmaker Happy Hour, we speak with Portland-based filmmaker Anchita Nwong. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Filmmaker Happy Hour on X-Ray FN. And Chia Nuong is a Portland-based, uh, very busy Portland-based filmmaker, uh, recipient of a uh, biop filmmaker grant from Film by Bike, which is how I found out about you. But you have, you've done quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Let's, um, I just want to start a little bit with, with some of your background. So you were born and raised in Thailand, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And how did you how did you um, land in Portland then? Um, it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> so I was in Thailand. I was about um, fourteen at the time, or thirteen at the time, and um, I was kind of getting to the high school. So in thirteen, it's like you're getting to a high school grade in in Thailand. And um, by that time, I was already kind of thinking of what I want to do. Um, in my life and um, I was really interested in practicing law at the beginning. And um, in Thailand, you don't really have the opportunity to kind of like test out career classes. And so I was like, oh, you know, I went to my mom, I was like, mom, I wanna try this thing in Thailand, this does not have opportunity for me. Like I would love to go study abroad. And then she was like, oh, you know, you find school cause she's, I was raised by a single mother, so she was working all the time, you know, did not have time. So I was like, okay, let me just do my own research, apply to everything by myself. So I, I found a school and I applied and I got accepted and it was um, Q High School in Australia, Melbourne. I got accepted and I came back to my mom and I was like, oh yeah, um, I guess I'm leaving. <laughs> so all I have to do is, is pay the bills. And my mom was like, oh, she was shocked because she didn't actually thought that I was going to go through with it but because I was already accepted like there was nothing else she could do um so she was like okay I guess I'm just gonna let you go so um I went to Australia to study abroad and study law um and it was just not my vibe <laughs> I love like I love true crime you know documentaries <laughs> I love reading about it but to like practice it I just, it's just not for me. So I, I came back to my mom and was like, mom, this is, this is not it. And so she was like, well, you know, I spent a lot of money sending you out here. Like, what do you want to do? And so I says, oh, you know, maybe I should go and film. And it, it's funny because my mother and my, my parents back in Thailand, they used to work in the TV industry. So I grew up on set. Um, and I kind of like enjoy being around set people. And um, my mom, at the beginning, she did not like it because she was like, you know, if you're a crew member, you work a lot of hours, you don't get enough sleep, you don't eat, um, you want to be there, the first person to be there and the last to leave. And I'm like, you know, it's fine. I just, I just want to try it out. And so um, luckily, she was at the time was working with um, international education program and she met my stepdad and he was from um, Pullman, Washington. And that's how we moved as a family to Pullman, Washington. And um, one time during our my senior year, um, he we made a little road trip to Portland. I was like, oh my God, I love this place. I just love the greenery. I love that it's so close to nature. And 
um, like the music, the art is just present. And um, so I was like, okay, this might be the place. And um, I found out about not West Film Center, their film camp, and stayed at PSU dorm um, while doing the um, program. And I enjoyed it. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna come here. I, so I applied to Portland State Film and that's how I kind of, you know, I came here and stayed and after graduation is kind of found my my connection and my network and kind of have my footing here. So I kind of, I'm, I'm staying and uh, I don't know how long I'll be here for, but I know for sure that I want to eventually move out and, and do bigger things somewhere else. Yeah, so you've been on a pretty steady pace producing short films. Um, I mean, as a director, you've had six short documentaries and narratives. And before we jump into some of the particulars, I want to talk to you about how do you choose whether to do a documentary or a narrative? I mean, it seems like you've been doing more narratives, um, but your documentary, Not Yours, did you know, it won an award uh, with the Human Rights, uh, with the ACT Film Festival, Human Rights with Colorado State, I believe. Um, so how do you how do you select what film you want to do and then whether to make that a documentary or make that a narrative? Yeah, so I I'm more leaning toward narrative. Um, I do have a lot of ideas and I'm like, let's throw them in there. But um, once in a while I would come out and find stories where I'm like, oh my God, this is so interesting. And I want to be able to tell it as it is. And that's how I choose documentary. Um, for example, like the the not yours one, that was when, you know, um, Trump was elected president and he made that comment about like, you know, grabbing her by the, you know what? And so I was like, okay, this is not cool. And um, as someone who have experience and people around me, it was kind of like a slap in the face. And um, I was like, okay, let's let's do a documentary and tell you guys the story. Um, so those are the real stories that I you know, receive from people that they, um, want to tell either anonymously or um, not like they just want to say that this is what happened and it's just not cool. Um, so yeah, I think that's like one of the first, it's the first documentary that I've ever done and I haven't, I haven't done any other documentaries since then because I feel like it's just hard to, to do. I actually, I had an idea um, when, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the um, the incident in Thailand where soccer teams, kids were stuck in the cave. That was a recently, a new document just came out about that. And I was like, this is so cool. And I want to do it because I'm, I'm tired. I can go back and do it. And, but at the time I was still in college and you couldn't, you know, like go and, and do stuff. But there was, there's a new documentary about it now and it's amazing. We watch it in theater and it was great. So yeah, it's kind of like one of those, one of those things where I have to kind of find and be like, oh, this is so cool. And I can tell it, you know, it's, it's not like I'm looking at it and like, oh, that's a cool story. I'm just going to tell it, but like, oh, that's a cool story. And I can relate, but like, I can be the one that tell it. Then I, I would do documentary. Yeah. I saw a quote that you had after, uh, for, for your, your, uh, winner of the not yours documentary film that you know, simple and to the point was, I want to make films that matter. Um, yeah. And, you know, which is, which is a, a both wide open uh, field, but also very specific. Um, and when you say that matter, like, are you hoping to 
uh, impact people's like their emotions, their heart, or is this about changing the way that they think? Like, what can you define like that term of what matters and how does it matter to the audience? Yeah, to me, what matters is a lot of it is representation. Um, you know, as a Thai girl in Thailand, everybody looked like me. Like, I did not experience the disconnect between like the representation in media and just society in general until I came over here and then I kind of experienced firsthand of what it's like to, to not see yourself um, in whatever you watch on TV or whatever. Um, I did grow up with like with the YouTuber, you know, Ryan Higa and um, like Timothy Legato and um, they made such huge impact, at least in my opinion, in like YouTube community that I felt was kind of lacking. And so to me is representation. Like, okay, you're Asian American. Let's see you on screen. Let's tell your story. Okay, you're a woman of color. Like, we don't see a lot of you there. Like, let's put you there. Let's let's listen to you. Let's you know. Let's see your story. So that's to me what matters is representation. Yeah. And 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 even though you're tackling serious issues, um, so what I what I was able to check out that you've you've directed. Uh, they seem to do so, though, with a tone of entertainment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because I feel like, you know, film is for entertainment, right? Like, it's, we, have an op- we have an opportunity to entertain and, and teach and um, just have people be aware of what's going on. And I feel like that's super cool. But I mean, one other thing for, with, with media in general, like, it has to be entertaining, right? Otherwise, people just look at you and be like, uh, it's not interesting. Let's let's close it. Let's go. You know, so you kind of have to have that hook to make they <laughs> to make them invest it in in whatever you're trying to say, and then and then say your message. And you know, so so uh, your recent short August won a best relationship drama at the Oregon Short Film Festival. Tell us, can you tell us about that that film and and how it came about and and a little bit about the plot? Yeah. <laughs> That film was was something. Um, it's very an emotional. To me, it's it's a very emotional film, and it's kind of based loosely by my experience and my mother experience of moving um, from Thailand to America, and you know, Pullman, Washington, a very small college town. That was nobody. <laughs> there was nobody there that looks like us. Are, are really rare, and. Um, we, we have, we had one Thai neighbors. Luckily, they were just across the street and that was literally like our, our friend in town, just one person. Um, but she was just, we were just very lonely and homesick to begin with. And it was just kind of a hard transition because my mother, like I, I mentioned, you know, she was a single mother. She handled everything herself. She had her own social network. She came over here and it's just kind of cut off zero. And it kind of was, was made on that a little bit and um it was supposed to be well it was my last short film um in college and um what made it even more emotional for me was um while I was in the production process my stepdad passed away so we had to I had to stop filming for a little bit and you know went to Thailand and deal with loss and grief and um just legal matters that I did not expect to be doing at, you know, at 23 um, and doing my film. And so <laughs> to finish that film was really tough because I was like, I don't even know where I want to finish this because it's, 
you know, it reminded me of, of the experience I had and my mother's and my stepdad's experience of, of us together. And, um, and I was like, you know what? He would have wanted me to, to finish. He would have, like, he was my biggest supporter. He would always go to a film festival if he can, he, if he can. And he always, like, tell people about me. So, you know, I was like, okay, like, he would not be happy if I didn't finish because of him. So I finished and um, I wished that was, obviously I feel like with, with filmmakers, you always find the flaw in your film. But for me with this one, I like, because I was, I felt like I was not in the right state of mind. I just kind of wanted to finish, just get it over with. There were a lot of things that I wanted to, to change. I wish that it was different, but um, a lot of people, I guess, resonate with it and loved it. And that's how it got into the film festival and won an award. But, you know, in, for me, it was like, I wish it was different. I wish it was a, under different circumstances. You know, it's kind of a, that emotional piece for me. Yeah, well, I, and, and you you have, um, you've produced a lot of different pieces. And I, I imagine each one of them has their own sort of uh, life that passed a, that, that, that goes past once it's re- once it's released. I want to come back and talk a little bit more about some of the individual films. Uh, and Chita Nuwong is a Thai-born, Portland-based filmmaker who has uh, six document or six short documentary and narratives out. Uh, and you have some music that you've used on your reel that we're, your your sizzle reel that we're going to listen to during our music break. Your opponents. They're going to be coming at you harder. She's beauty and a beast. Sure you're ready for this? I don't know if I can do this. I give you an outgoing and passionate fighter. Mine? Yes. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> Did you hear? We're having a baby. Yes. Uh, congratulations! Thank you. Well, we were just about to ask when you're planning on having a baby. Our kids can be best friends. <laughs> I don't want a baby. <laughs> Excuse me. Thanks for driving. Of course. This bed, so comfy. We need a new mattress like this one. Can you not leave the bag on the bed, please? It's dirty. (laughs) Why did you bring that? Because it's hot. (laughs) Your mom would be pissed if she found out you took that. No. Van is missing from the mantle place. Okay, she would. A little more. Only if you eat some type of wonder. No! Just eat it! No! I'm not hungry! <laughs> Round two? Mmm, pieces here. I'll get Wait. Now, let's take the shots first. Loser has to answer the door topless. Cheers. 
This is Phil Bussey. It's the Filmmaker Happy Hour. I'm talking with Anchita Nuwong, who is a Portland-based filmmaker who is a recent recipient of a Film by Bike grant. Let's talk about that. Uh, well, I want to talk first about your uh, Oregon and filmmaking community, because it seems like you in a short time have uh, found found a good a couple good groups uh, that you are involved with. Um, talk to me about in either in general or specifically about uh, those connections and, and what that means and how that helps you as a filmmaker. Yeah, it's, it helped me tremendously. I think Portland Film Committee is so, like they're just encouraging, they're supportive. Everybody's always wanna help everybody. And um, I think it's a great committee in general, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I mentioned, um, when I first got here and I was trying to find like some jobs and internship that's kind of in line with, you know, what, what I want to do. And um, I got an internship with XJFM Film Collective, actually. And that's, and that's how I met Melina Kumis, who's now working with um, Portland Film by Bike Festival. And that's how I met um, Eileen. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, you know, that connection is, um, to me, is funny. Um, and then after that, in high school, in, in college, I just kept sending out emails, introducing myself, making my own stuff. And then um, eventually, you know, I, I got my first, yeah, I want you to, to be my first AD. So that's how I got into the film community is to market myself as first AD, because I feel like there's not a lot of first AD who just does first AD stuff. Like there's just people who are camera or who, um, producer and then work double as first AD and so I was like okay it's, it seemed like it's missing like let me just try to go into this market and um, I, I reach out to this first person I, I found their casting call for the actors and I was like I know you're, you're looking for actors but are you looking for crew <laughs> so, and I kind of was like okay this is me this is what I do this is who I am um, I'm pretty new I'm excited to learn and he was like okay Let's, let's have a talk and let's see if you're going to be a good fit. And um, it was um, it was great. I got hired as the first AD. And that was my first ever film project was was a feature length, <laughs> which was like, oh, whoa. Um, but I, I felt like I had a lot of experience already under my belt by doing my short films and also working on other people's short films in, in college. So I was very confident with my skills. And um, after that, it kind of just went on from there because during that set, I met people who are already in the industry who eventually give my name out to other people who would reach out. And it kind of just, just kind of like tumbled down from there, you know, um, which has been really nice. And now, um, and now I have a lot of people just message me and be like, oh, you want to be an 80 on this? which is a really good feeling, you know, because when I first graduated, I'm like, I'm gonna send like thousand email to everybody that I see. Um, but now I get, I get people asking about when I come on that project, which it's, it's nice. Is to have that I appreciate everybody who speak good word about me. <laughs> it's nice to have that momentum and then to have those communities grow. Um, and you also seem to be uh, interested or spending some time around the film festivals. Uh, you've had some success with your your films in the in various film festivals. Do you enjoy sharing your films that way? Yeah, I do. I I feel like 
I just love the film festival and atmosphere because when I go there, everybody's so excited to see their film, to see other people film and you can network. Um, and it's just really, you get to be able to see the audience reaction to your film because you can look around and be like, oh, I did not expect that uh, reaction of like, oh, that's exactly how I wanted to feel, you know, like you can't really get that when you, when you do online. Um, which sometimes I find like if you already have successful run a film festival, I put my stuff online as well. Um, and then you get obviously more audience who would can go to a film festival or just not in your area. And, and sometimes it's nice that they can like relate to some stuff that you that you put out and they enjoy it. So yeah, but I, I do enjoy just like looking around and seeing other people uh, reactions. <laughs> Is there is there a particular Oregon film festival that you've really enjoyed or that you've had a lot of involvement with? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm working a lot with Film by Bike and I really enjoy um, everybody there. Um, I originally got invited as a a judge to one of their to one of the year, um, and it was fun because I didn't expect that there was this, like a film festival for bike, and it was really interesting to see all the films. And then um, at that time, I, I learned about the, um, the grant. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. I'm just going to make a film specifically for this festival. <laughs> and that's what I did. And um, everybody's been so nice. And then um, that that film is now going that film will now be shown at the upcoming film by bike. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, we um, give- have a deadline and we, I already submit. So it's already in their hand. Can you give a teaser? Can you share anything about that film? Yeah, um, it's very exciting, actually. I'm doing so. Okay. Um, to start, at first I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to make a film specifically for this. And um, when I think about biking, I think about my childhood when I would bike to, you know, convenience store with my, with my cousins. And uh, my <laughs> vivid memory of that was, oh, you know, I was just like having a good time, just singing, whistling, and one night my cousin um, just turned around and slapped me in the mouth. And then she was like, do you want the spirit to follow us home? And I, I know, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a good story that I, I think that um, is not common here because it's a superstition. And after that, I realized there's so many superstition in Asia that um, people over here just don't know. Um, so that's kind of the first film which that was funded by um, Film by Bye and going to be played this this year is it's about that it's about the superstition when you at nighttime if you whistle then the spirit would come and follow you home so that's kind of the the premise of it um, and then after that I was like you know this is so much fun there's so many other stories so now I'm doing more um, more stories kind of based on Asian superstition. So I made I made one where it's it's Japanese one. I'm doing one right now with um, uh, Triple Echo Studio about this super famous Thai lore, um, Manak. I'm not sure if anybody would notice or like realize or know what it is. Um, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do more. It's gonna make it into a little little series, um, and I'm calling it Tales from the East because it's it's tales from the East. It's, yeah, and it, it started with, it started with film by bike short film. It sounds it sounds fantastic. And, and, and Cheetah Nuwong is a Portland-based filmmaker 
And uh, no doubt we are going to see a lot more of your films. It is, it has been, it was really wonderful uh, uh, to have you recommended to be a guest on, on the show. And I'm excited for all that is coming after that. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. Thank you for, so much for having me. This was fun. Well, Saturday night at eight o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. Everybody in the neighborhood is dressing up to be there too. Cast out a Hollywood And the popcorn from the candy stand Makes it all seem twice as good There's always lots of pretty girls With figures they don't try to hide But they never can compare To the girl sitting by my side Saturday night at the movies when you're with your baby, let's roll in the balcony. Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and X-Ray FM KXRY Portland, supported by a grant from the Roundhouse Foundation. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Thanks for tuning in.